And COVID, like nobody expected COVID. You know, the thing about it, but when the weapon, when the moment came, weapon everybody. What we gonna do? Ah, we losing jobs. We we losing farms. Stock market down though. They 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 not ready. The thing about the other people that's higher up who had those streams of income, they was ready for anything to come happen. They got more money from the situation. Or they got more um financial freedom or more resources. This is Living with Elijah, episode three. I got my boy Tupac Holmes here yeah. and Jeremiah Stokes. Um, this this next episode, we're just gonna be doing a check in. As I said, uh, kind of like coming kind of similar to the second episode. I'm just gonna be conversating with my boys, seeing how seeing how we doing. So if y'all wanna introduce yourselves, Tupac go first. Yo, Tupac, you know, college student, junior, type of security, trying to get this bag and just scaling up business, trying to get. Why want to be in life? Okay. Just call me Jay. I don't know why I said my full government name. You know, this this is Jay is fine. Or Jerry. You know, Jay is fine. You know, I'm just a normal normal guy. I'm a Buddhist. You feel me? And yeah, let's 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 get this started. I want to um, give a little like. like this camera. This camera. This shit bugs me. It's a little bit blurry. I there we go. Y'all want to give like a little backstory, like where y'all come from, uh, what y'all do, you know? All right. Well, I do. Best first way. Right. So I do a lot of things. I do content, do TikTok, doing YouTube. I do all that. I do all that good stuff. You feel me? Play basketball. You know, me and me and Pac right here. We do we do we do some some martial arts. You feel me? And yeah, I do I do a lot of things right now because I don't I don't want to be working a nine to five for the rest of my life. So encourage. Mm -hmm. Urge. Something gonna spark up. Stay down to the come up. I feel it. Just uh, me and myself, you know, Chicago in the area, West Side represent. Um really just trying to scale myself as what I want to be, as in like like Jerry said, I'm working on the file all my life. I wanna be around the world, do things, have income without me even worrying about it. So scaling things up like that. Being involved, helping out the community in different ways that I can, um, giving back to the youth, um, just by mentoring and being there when they like people work for me, and also like they said, martial arts, boxing, Muay Thai, you know, just trying to keep my mind straight, keep my body healthy as well. That's good. That's good. These some of my closest brothers up here at school. So I know both of y'all were talking about the goals you have for the future in terms of, you know, Jerry, you said you don't want to work a nine to five for your life. Pop, you know, you you said the same thing as well as just being at the top of the food chain. People work under you. So what are y'all doing right now to make sure that those goals, you know, you're pursuing them, you're going towards them? What is done? What is being done right now to further yourself towards that? Um, for me, I know my biggest goal for like, Getting out that nine to five is real estate and property investment. So that's my goal right now. So because I'm a college student, I do my best to just scale up my credit and have a good savings, keep saving money as much as I can. And then also doing uh, the dirty work, being in the books, looking at websites, watching podcasts, no matter how long they are. Um, finding mentors in that field, um, looking at different people who are successful in that field, what they did, what their mistakes was, so I don't make the same ones. So those small little details, because even though right now I might have not have the liquid or the equity to 
purchase the things that I want or have um pursue the ideas I have right now, I can still do the things of you know, learning the um, learning the game, the knowledge, and just getting my mind ready because before you can be successful, you have to be successful up here before you can be successful in the outside world. Yeah, for me, I'm starting, starting slowly, but what I worry about is connections. Mm-hmm. I'm not a social person. I, I fucking hate Nick. I mean, I hate people. <laughs> I hate people. So you feel me? Connections. I let other people do the work for me. Like for my edits, I don't do that. I have somebody else do it. I can't let you know that. That's classified information. Uh, I know me because I get it for free, even though some people be charging like top buck for it. You know, big daddy, you know, they, they mess with me. Other than that, you know, I'm really worried about the content, trying to have a, get a get a niche or get a um a following. Small, not, it don't have to be too big. Just a following or some some group of people that watches my stuff. So that would be easier to even start a business instead of starting it just from out of nowhere. Yeah. Anything you want to sell, anything like that. That can help me out with basketball, anything. You feel me? I'm going to start doing philosophy content for myself and stuff with other people because I'm out of everybody that you know, I am the smartest person. Yeah. Don't have me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am. <laughs> just good guy. Yeah, I think on my journey as well, uh, as far as this podcast that I've just started, I've taken a lot of the stuff that both of you have said and I've applied it to, you know, what I'm doing, my craft, because this podcast, I am building it from the ground up. Like, uh, I had no experience with audio production with any of this stuff before, you know, getting this podcast into the work. So like Pac said, I'm studying. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm studying the game. I'm learning how people made it doing this content creation stuff. Right. Um, uh, studying uh, everything they did in order to be where they are. I'm studying successful people mm-hmm. and their habits, trying to implement that into my everyday habits. Like you really have to eat, sleep and breathe this stuff. Right. And it's like it's it's really what you feed yourself, not just not just what you feed yourself by mouth, what you listen to, what you speak, what you um, what you put in front of your eyes. Like. Mm-hmm. The people you surround yourself with, it's it all plays a factor into where you were going. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And then Jerry, you were speaking on um, just just trying to you know have people work under you, have people uh, have people that you know that are able to help you get to where you're going. So like that is something I think a lot of people need to tap into because. I think we all know we can't do it on our own. Mm-hmm. We can't do it on our own. Mm-hmm. And as men, a lot of a lot of us really try to put all of that on our backs and really try to carry all of that weight. But once we realize, you know, we got brothers we can lean on to, we got brothers that can take a little bit of that load off for us and can help us get to where we're going for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that uh That'll make us further our progress even more, if y'all agree. Yeah, I agree. I think, like you said, like, no successful person has gotten to that place alone. <laughs> and when it comes to just having those connections and things, it's just being able to succeed and then minimize your failure. Because obviously you're going to fail as a team, but the thing is, why fail alone by yourself so many times? When you have other people that can help you out, mm-hmm. you might feel you can still feel a couple of times, but it's a it's a it's a smoother path for you. Mm-hmm. So I think it's always good just to reach that reach that extended help, a helping hand to anybody, even if it's like a person that you may they may be higher than you, they may be younger than you, 
But just because they're younger than you or they have something else, a different demographic doesn't mean they still can help you in your journey. Mm. I think that's where you have to, um, sometimes I know it's made you be prideful and you're like, ah, yeah. I, I don't want to ask for help for him. That's the problem. Sometimes you just got to, you got to put it away. And that pride you got to have a long-term mindset rather than the short term. Put yeah. your pride away for the short term so you can succeed long term. Mm. 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 That's, that's real. I mean, short term, like making the short term change can make such a long term change mm-hmm. that you got to see the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard sometimes. But by, who are like some people you think that in your life as you've been on this journey have helped you that you've been able to lean on to? Um, mostly, I would say my mom most of the time because my mom is like when it comes to my goals and and then facing adversity I think my mom has probably faced the most because you know back to my mom is like she's an engineer now so and being a woman a black woman engineer she's like one of the only of her like kind in her field but she she get to see a lot of uh, women less black women when she goes to work so she faced that adversity but my mom also, she owns properties that was given to her and her trust after her grandparents died. She owns things like that. So she knows the business. She had tenants before. She knows how the laws work, how all those um, small details and contracts. She knows how to build work, how the government work, different, all that stuff that she knows. And she's able, when I have these questions or I have these ideas, she's able to, I'm able to talk to her, run my ideas about her. She's able to consult me on things that I might be missing or the factors I might not know that. Uh, would put a hole in my plan. So yeah, with her, it's probably been the most I was able to rely on. And also my professors. I think um like being in college, finding like those connections with your professors is important. It might be some of you just go to their class and there's just too much to class to you. But some you actually take that time to talk to them and try to learn something about them. They they will always be there to like give you a reach your hand and like actually help you out, help you out on your journey. They give you ideas. They say what you need to do to be better than the other students have not talked to you. Right. So that's that's been really important on my journey so far. All right. Jay, how about you? Some oh, people you can really name. I'll say me, myself, and I. Very <laughs> top man people. Playing on my own. People, I would say it's number one, the Buddha. That's that's one person. Number two, um, I would say probably my best friend from hometown. Where I used to go to school with, he always, you know, sending me big ass fucking paragraphs and shit. Really? And I'm just reading it, like you give me a little, a little tingling feeling in my heart. You feel me? But yeah, that it helps out. It helps out <laughs> a little bit. You feel me? And I got, I got this book right here, Tupac. You know, and I always, you know, help me out riding and shit. I mean, help me out with all the um... arms. <laughs> Damn. That's wow. <laughs> 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 but, 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 my hair, I, nigga, this is bro. <laughs> I was saying, you know, help me with my content creation and stuff like that, music and stuff like that. I really appreciate it. But other than that, I keep a tight, small circle, you feel me? Because at the end of the day, I don't trust nobody. <laughs> Only a few people don't trust. Listen. <laughs> You gotta know. Until I know, that's when I trust. Mm. Don't trust blindly. Until unless it's God. Other than that, um, that's faith. Right? Trust in someone else. Faith, faith. Basically. 
put a faith in something. Don't put don't faith know. in niggas. How about that? Put don't, put, don't put faith in nobody. That's what that's what trust is. Bro. Yeah, you trust that's because fine. you don't know. Listen. Yeah. It's my turn. <laughs> no, Listen. Don't put faith in other people. Unless oh, no. it's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. You don't think you should put faith in somebody until they nope. The only thing you can put faith in is in God. That's it. That's it. What about yourself? You don't got faith in yourself. Other than that, no. It's better to know than to have doubt, but still give them a chance. I, I definitely say it's better to know, but we and in longer run, but we don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Longer run is better to test them out. Like it would be better to know, like hundred percent that God is true, but I don't know. That's why I have but, faith. But, I'm just saying, because let's for example, let's say you're drowning, right? Mm -hmm. Who are you gonna trust more to save your life? A lifeguard or your best friend? Why? Exactly. It's not because you really trust him. You don't even know the person. But you know he's gonna save your life besides the friend. That's trusting blindly though. That's still trusting blindly. Because you don't Yeah, know. But, but but I said only trust when you know. Don't just trust but, because. But I don't know he's gonna come save me. Right. Because his position, I assume that he's gonna come save me. Yeah, that assumption is high it's more highly likely that he's gonna save you. You have a higher chance of surviving if you trust that man. How about that? Higher chance. But do if I you know, know that? You don't know. You don't know nothing. We, so that's why when I, when I say no, when I say no, I don't mean objectively yeah. objectively knowing the whole thing. I'm just saying it's a it's a better chance. You're not getting screwed over, you feel me? So that's that's why I'm saying, you know, the only the only people I trust is me, myself, and I again. It's like no, you know, I trust I trust this one, even though he's very unreliable. Thank you, that's cat. Trust you. You just need fucking help. But no. yeah. But I me, mean, I think you put I think you put faith in things and trusting things like I think that's a life thing, honestly. Yeah. Like I don't think you can never say like you, do, you can't do it because I feel like we do this every day. You wake up, you go to the store, and you want something, you trust the item. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm not saying there's no faith or trust whatsoever. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying towards other people or people that you know, like everybody's supposed to be in your life. That's true. You're not supposed to believe everybody in your life. You're not supposed to trust everybody in your life. That's true. That's just how life is. That's how that's how the circle goes. So that's what I'm saying. I got a question for y'all. Which which of these questions is more important to you? Can I trust you or why should I trust you? Why? Why? Why is that? I don't know. Can I trust you? It's so it's so broad. It's not it's not it's not enough. Does it say yes or no? Yes. The why? You gotta tell me why. You gotta have certain criteria. Give me examples. Do something. You can't tell me why. You gotta, so you show. gotta prove your truth. You gotta show, not why. Not say you gotta show. You gotta I don't prove show. with your action. Fuck the words. I want to see the act. I want to see what you're doing. You don't mean fuck I mean, nothing. that's not the question. <laughs> that, that's I, I said why. Why is the more important? Yeah. Why I mean is they gonna tell you verbally why? That's why I said they gotta show why. I just say it to show it. So can, can I trust you? How you gonna show like that's just that's what I would say. Can you, can I trust you? Because like he said, why is very important. Mm -hmm. But if I just had, if I said why can I trust you, they gonna tell me something wrong. With um the reason you ask like can I trust you because you ask to give you an answer. Most of the time they're gonna say yeah. Right. After that, there's nothing you can do. All you can do is watch the actions. Like Jerry said, the actions matter most. So. Me asking you why is not going to do anything because you're going to tell me a whole bunch of stuff. Exactly. I'm like, okay, you can be, you can be lying, blatantly, 
really all I'm doing is wasting my time hearing you say a whole bunch of stuff. Because at the end of the day, it's not going to matter to you, prove it, like Jerry said. So I'm, I'm just going to ask you, can I trust you? You say yes. All right, then. I'm going to see what you're going to do. There's no point in asking you why, because I have to see why not for myself anyway. Mm. Mm. That's real. I, I would definitely choose, can I trust you? Because I think the why should I trust you, that question already comes from a place of mistrust. Like, me asking that question makes you believe that I already don't trust you. Like you have to give me a reason to first trust you. So I don't trust you yet. I'm I'm showing you my distrust in you. I mean, that's oh, I want you. I, to I think it. I think it's not a bad thing to tell somebody you don't trust them. It's just life. It's not. It's yeah. not. If you get hurt, but I, if you get hurt by that, you need you need mental help. But I think for me, it's for me, it's like fool me once, like I'm the fool. Fool me once, shame on me. Because I put my trust in you. I, I gave you that faith. So it's not it's not on you. It's on me. I asked, can I trust you? And you said, yeah. And I believe that. I believe that. So that's on me. Yeah, I trust But I mean, honestly, I, I, I believe in that statement. Like, fool me once, shame on me. But I feel like if you put in the aspect, like, if I asked you, and you said, yeah. I feel like the other person takes the fault for them. Yeah, because do it's, take it's, it's been, the, the topic has already been put, like, on the table. So we both have an understanding of what was said. So even though I still believe it's still your fault, you got to be accountability because you believe. Yeah. But if the person still taking another fault. You know, if you if you said, I trust this person better than your own head, and now somebody did something, and you like, damn. Now it's, it's all your fault because right. they, didn't, they didn't have any knowledge of what, what you was thinking. Yeah. So that's how I see it. Mm. Y'all heard that uh that one quote from Spider-Man, I think it was. I used it in the last episode. It was something like, expect disappointment and you'll never be disappointed. Yeah. How do y'all feel about that quote? I heard that quote from fucking God of War. I heard that. Yeah. It's a part of I believe um, <laughs> Here's, here's something I learned. Expect the worst, but hope for the best. Mm -hmm. So, like you said, expecting and hoping is a different thing. I understand that reality. If you, if you always get your hopes up for something, a lot of times it's going to be less than what you expected, so you're going to bring yourself down. So, I feel like it's, for me, my mind, I always expect, I always expect like a, not a negative, but the outcome that I don't, don't want or don't want, but I always hope and work towards the outcome that I do want. It's just a, a nice balance of like not having to stand all the way down. Most of the time, I expect the worst from everybody, but it, it's like I have that expecting it, but also hope for it. So if it do come, I'm like, okay, I get the wrong word. So like you know, this mm -hmm. this possibility could happen, but your eyes are set on yeah. what you want to happen. Yeah, the best out of the situation. Exactly. Okay, I see. What about you? Say? I mean, I want to say fuck that quote, but I would say um. Uh, I'll, I'll do my own thing. Uh, see things for what it is. Yeah. See things for what it is. Even if, even, 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 if it's, even if it's disappointment, excitement, don't matter. See things for what it is. Once you see things for what it is, that's just what it is. It's, there's nothing else. Nothing else to it, really. You putting your own emotions, your own thoughts to it. Now, if something good happens, that's good. But something bad happens, that's bad. That's that's it. That's what that's what you should go with. It. I mean, if you think if you just think your whole life saying just be just trying to be disappointed at first, so you won't feel that feeling, then that's just Mentally, that's not mature. You gotta be able to control your own emotions when something happens. So, if you're not expecting that, 
Oh, well, that happened. You just got to let it go. Not let it go, but you got to know what it just happened. And it's how you go, how you go react to it in a good, peaceful way. But like, going like that, I feel like that, like, mindset, it's not a bad mindset, but I feel like that's like a in the moment type of mindset. If that makes sense. Like, that would only work in the moment. So, say, me, example, if I'm thinking, if I have a plan, let's say I have a five year plan, I have the hopes, this is the goal, this is what I need to get. I expect something else, I can expect something else that might be a negative um, impact to the plan. But expecting that worst already sets aside another plan for me to go somewhere else. Okay. So I'm like, oh, if this happens, I expect right. it, I might expect this to happen. Since I expect this to happen, I already have a contingency. I got a plan. Yeah. So you said so you said just have that mindset for when you plan yourself out beforehand. Yeah. Before you know, because like when it happened, oh, I expected this. All right, I don't know the, I already know what I'm gonna do to move on. People. If, I feel like if you let it sit for like a moment and it happens, now you're in a space where now you're just letting time flow because now you're in your mind thinking about all oh, the situation that happened. So now you're just wasting time and time is going while you're trying to keep thinking about it. You're soaking on it and things of that nature. But if you expect it already, you already have a contingency plan. You're not going to think about the situation anymore. You're like, okay, this happened. I'm going to say next thing. I'm going to do next yeah that's real and if we look at most successful people in any category in sports and business and fashion lifestyle like all of those people they have plan b's for their plan b's they have multiple streams of income they know if what what they doing right now doesn't work i i got a side job i could go to right now i got a side hustle i got reporting i could i could be a tv analyst you know you see a lot of these nba athletes when they retire or get out the game or realize it's not for them anymore they go to sports center they go to espn they don't let you know just a blockage stop them from going to achieve other things and going to receive their blessings because they have plan b's they have they have expected you know certain things to happen so they already have a backbone something something to carry on to and then think about covid probably one of the biggest examples overall because, um, and COVID, like nobody expected COVID. You know, the thing about it, but when the weapon, when the moment came, weapon everybody. What we gonna do? Ah, we losing jobs. We we losing farms. Stock market down though. They 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 not ready. The thing about the other people that's higher up who had those streams of income, they was ready for anything to come happen. They got more money from the situation. They got more um, financial freedom, more resources, because they were prepared. They expected things. So, you when it comes to like having expectations and hoping for the high, you just can't live in activity. Like mm-hmm. you, you got to understand that something's gonna happen always. A lot of people I know now, in life in general, they live life in the moment, which is not a bad thing. Live life in the moment, but live life in the future also. Right? Because living life in the moment is gonna get you caught in the moment. Caught in the moment, people say it's like a beautiful thing but common moment can be bad too you get caught and now you're stuck and now you can't go where you want to go you can get caught in the moment but you got to be able to leave the moment that's why that's how i think it. something happened i don't want to be so content in the job that i have that i don't expect something i continue something bad to happen i gotta have a plan for it. anything anything that goes on it's the reason they have health insurance the reason they have car insurance they know these things are going to happen so we always have a plan to go after that mm. Yes, and it's like you don't want to. For me, that 
that kind of sounds like you don't want to get too comfortable wherever you're at. Yeah. Like you never want to get too comfortable because there's always something greater. You always want to be attached to purpose and be attached to growth mm -hmm. because there's always ways to grow. And if you get comfortable where you are at, God, life, the universe is going to send you a curveball that you're not going to expect. Mm -hmm. And that boy going to hit you right in the head. <laughs> that boy gonna spank you to the ground and if you don't expect it like you're not gonna be able to get back up when for a while for a long while and so um talking about comfortability what do y'all think is the difference between complacency and comfortability it's a big word complacency what's that I'm like <laughs> Cut that part out. <laughs> like being complacent, being kind of stagnant. Why can't you just say stagnant? It's a better word. They it's a big start, ass fucking they both, word. They both start with C's. You try to you try to expose me right now. Complacency. <laughs> I, I, I feel like that's just where you are now, but it's not. The end or be all. So you're complacent. That means complacent means basically like you're here in a situation. It's not necessarily negative or positive. Not where you're going to be at, and not the worst situation you can be in. But you're um not comfortable, but you're all right where you at, so you can work, you can live a uh, like a um a productive and nice life, but you're still on the ground for something else. Mm. But comfortability is when you're in a situation and there's and, and you don't hope for any change. Right. So you're there, say you got a nine to five job that's paying seventy k a year. You sit there with the job and you're you're not even you don't want to go nowhere. It's like okay, I can do this every day, nine to five, nine to five. I get up, I eat this every day, eat this every day. You're comfortable. And for me, my favorite quote of uncomfortability is to limit your growth. Mm -hmm. So if you're not uncomfortable or you're not putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, you're not going to grow at all. When you're comfortable, that means no growth. When you're complacent, that means there's a there's still opportunity for growth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about you? So you're saying which one's better? Just what's the difference between the two? What's the difference between complacency and comfortability? I think you just said everything I was going to say. <laughs> you got it. I was going to summarize it. <laughs> Complacency and comfortability. Com comfortability. Yeah. <laughs> That's the time to us. All right. So, but in simple swoop words. You look so disappointed. All right. If you stay comfortable, mm. there's no reason or room for you to grow. Right. If you still have that feeling and urge to do more and not comfortable with your sitting, that's the um complacency. Complacency. These big ass goddamn words, man. About that big. It's a good summary of it. Yeah. I'm gonna just try to wrap up what both of you were saying. Pac, I think you were saying um complacency is a physical state. Like yeah. if I'm complacent, I'm stagnant. I'm in a physical state of not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. But comfortability is an emotional attachment to that state. I'm comfortable being complacent. I'm mm -hmm. comfortable where I'm at. Yeah. So just because you're complacent does not mean you're comfortable. But if you're comfortable, you're going to be complacent. Right. If you're complacent, you can still be finding ways to grow, finding ways to 
finding ways to get this rocket, you know, prepared for takeoff, but you're stagnant right now. You know, the rocket is on the ground. You're just building it up. You just find the materials to, you know, find the engine fuel and stuff. Sure. But if you're comfortable, you're not even building that rocket. You just staying where you're at. You're not trying to leave Earth. You're not trying to go see other planets. You're not trying to see the moon. You know, you just staying where you're at. So comfortability is an emotional attachment mm -hmm. to complacency, mm -hmm. to stag being stagnant. You know, my analogy, the book with that is just say you at a job and you're an impression like, okay, you have this position open for you to pay like maybe five dollars more. And I mean you get some more experience, you can learn a little bit more. A complacent person is gonna be like, oh yeah, I took the opportunity because yeah. even though they was good where they at. They don't. They, they still. Have, they're open for the opportunity to go to scale somewhere else and, and learn something new. A comfortable person would be like they would not deny the offer because they don't want to learn something new. They like where they're at. They like what they're doing. They don't, they don't want anything else for themselves. Mm. So I thought that that's the best way to compare the differences. But I would say you will. Everybody will come to one point in their lifetime when they when they're comfortable mm. and they don't want nothing. They they have it in yeah, yeah, They already did. They're comfortable because the more the, the more you want more, it's just it's, there's at that point there's no. No, no use for it. Leave, leave that to the next generation. I don't think you should always want more for just yourself, though. Yeah. Like, in, in, in general, sometimes you just, just you're comfortable. You there's no reason. You're just comfortable. So I think everybody will get to, they have a good life. Somebody will get to that point. Like, I'm, I'm comfortable now. There's not, there's nothing else. I feel like that's the point when people are comfortable. That's like the point where you're like, oh, like old age. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what, what, you already did everything that you. There's like what it, it, it depends. Everybody got different perspectives on it. Everybody got different wants and needs. So it's already met every wants and need they already did. So it's like they get more obviously, but like some people they're just comfortable now. So it's like why 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 risk getting gaining more but I'm gonna lose everything. Yeah, I think me, like one of my biggest goals or one of the biggest things I try to pursue is when I'm dead and in my grave, I wanna have no regrets in life. I wanna have I want to lay in my deathbed like peacefully saying I did everything I wanted to do. I achieved everything I wanted to achieve. I went after everything I wanted to pursue. And even if I got it or not, I went after it. So that's, I think that's kind of what I mean when I say not being comfortable. Like in certain, in certain cases, certain categories of my life, I think one day I will be comfortable like a wife or kids family like one day i will be comfortable with that right now i'm pursuing that i want that for my life but one day I, i'm gonna be perfectly fine with the wife and kids mm -hmm. but right now you know i'm pursuing that so when i do get that i'm gonna be comfortable in that aspect but other aspects of my life such as like work or mm, just like physical fitness i don't want to get comfortable until i i can't do it anymore you know, like I'm 50, I can't work out. I I don't want to go to the gym anymore, you know. And so there are certain categories I think I will become comfortable with maybe in five, 10, 15 years. But there's certain categories that I want to keep elevating until I reach my deathbed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like I group categories, but I feel like for me, the categories are like minimized to the things I would get comfortable in. Only because me, I know I got myself. I'm just thinking. Sometimes, sometimes achieve. I can never reach a ceiling of achievements for myself. Mm -hmm. So when I get an achievement, it's always what's the next thing. 
because me as a person, if I sit here, my mind is always going to be, you know, thinking about something I can do more and more and more. And more. So even when I do have those things I pursue, I feel like in my mind, it's always going to be something else for me to pursue. It's always going to be another purpose for me to go fulfill. So I feel like until, like like you said, I'm able to get up and move around, I feel like until then, I'll probably still be in the mood. Until I'm forced to be stay. Yeah. When I'm, when I'm, when I'm Bad, really? That's what that's, that's what I told me. I, I, yeah. you know, I, I have to do it. <laughs> what do you think about that, man? What you said? Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand what they're saying. But I'm a humble guy, you know. I don't, I don't ask for much. Like, everything I want, everything I need it. I'm chilling. I might want some more. Wait, I want a little bit more, a little bit of spring water. But other than that, chilling. Like right now, like you're chilling. Oh no, 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 no! It's like when I get old, I can't bust one no more. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just old as shit. You know me? I mean? I just gotta, gotta accept the face. You know I mean? This ain't no anime. I ain't, I ain't <laughs> be like no Master Roshi type nigga. You know I mean? So, yeah, yeah, facts. What do y'all both think is one of the biggest challenges you've endured on your journey so far, and how you overcame? Women. Why you say that? Oh, hey, Lord! <laughs> <laughs> so, not women in general. I'm saying, you know, relationships. That's a better word. Better word. It's always still like loyal, but how you been overcoming that? Not giving a fuck. <laughs> not Am I wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> Learning how they work, how they operate. Not caring. Let them be. Kick them out. Kick them out. Yeah, if they mess up, fine. <laughs> One ounce of disrespect, fine. One ounce of just, just dumb, stupid, fine. What about you, Pop? Mm-hmm. Good question. Let me see. For me, it'll probably be just like, Motive, like motivation in a, set, in, a, in, a, in a sense, because I was, I'm always a person, I believe discipline on the motivation any day. Right. So being disciplined in your acts is like very um, beneficial, but sometimes that motivation is needed to, to enjoy being disciplined, if that makes sense. Uh, I can get up and then keep doing the same work over and over again. I understand the purpose of the work, keep doing it, but I, I can get bored in a sense and be like, ah, uh, and then I achieve something, and now I'm motivated to redo all that process over again so it gets to the next level. So sometimes when you start the process, you're motivated, you enjoy doing that thing that, mm-hmm. that you know is going to benefit you later. Right. The discipline keeps you going. Right. But while you're in that discipline stage, and you keep going and going, you might get tired, you might you might get down, you might not enjoy what you, the same thing you're doing anymore, but you just understand the purpose of the next of why you're doing it. But that motivation helps you enjoy that process. Mm-hmm. So when you do get that achievement and you look at that discipline area, you're going to be, you want to enjoy that you did it, you might not you might not be like ah, I'm gonna do it all over again, but that achievement gonna make you want to start something else because mm-hmm. that motivation just came back. So I was just trying to find that balance and and keep myself. Uh, I'm also gonna say discipline, but always trying to find that that small motivation and and um different aspects of life. Just looking at videos. Me, I'm a person. I'm a visual person. So watching other successful do things do things I want to do in my life, watching them do it, and then hearing their stories of how they started where I'm from, it's, it's like a motivator. If I get tired of that, I find a new video. Mm. Like, me and Jerry, we, um, 
We find we look at uh, what's his name D David Goggins. Niggas gonna carry the boat. Like, like it just like even saying things like that is making fun. Go to the gym, and I'm on a row machine. I'm on the run. Like, like you were saying, the discipline, discipline is the most important thing. Yeah. Like discipline over motivation any any day of the week because right. motivation is kind of like a cloud. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like it it comes and goes. It it's like when you know the cloud comes under the sun, it comes, mm -hmm. it goes. And discipline, that's gonna get you out of your room. It's going to get you in the gym, get you in your purpose each and every day, no matter how you feel. But that motivation, mm -hmm. it gives you an emotional attachment to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And so that just makes, you know, that that makes you feel good. That makes you feel like you're doing something right. Like you you on the right journey right now, even in the midst of it's not looking like it. And when you're just disciplined, when you're doing it, regardless of how you feel, obviously it's good, but it don't always feel good. It don't. It really don't. Like, you wake up 6 a.m., I don't want to get up. I don't want to go on this run right now. But motivation, I listen to an Eric Thomas video. Listen yeah, to David, David uh, Goggins. Mm -hmm. Like, that's going to get me jumping out the bed. That's going to get me. Mm. Last. <laughs> yo, yo. Oh, <laughs> I was crazy. Eric Thomas, that guy. That's one You read his book? Yeah, it can't hurt even better. If y'all read that book, y'all gonna understand everything I mean speak right now. Like his life that he lives is is validated. Like, yeah. And uh you must see TikTok, they were saying that they were in 30 mile run oh. and like mile 22, he had to stop because something something was happening with his foot. Yeah. They said, his feet was bleeding yeah, through his shoes. I was coming up everything. <laughs> And they said the dude, other dude kept running. He didn't think he was gonna see him again. <laughs> and he said, now 24, he turned around. And Derek Agus catch back up. And he right with him, right with him again. And he said, I can camera man. He said, What happened down there? He said, I don't know. I saw him running. He's just like, You don't know me, son. You don't know. He's like, Who's he talking to? He's like, nobody's out there. I'm like, bro, that's a that's a different type of mental like toughness. Exactly. Like the the state you gotta be in where you don't you you don't care what nobody not, else is. You focus on that that's goal, you focus into that finish. That's not human, nigga. That's the God of war. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, right? that's the hands of the bone. Nigga said so he was talking to nobody. <laughs> I've been standing I'm like, bro, I'm not doing this race so much, bro. He might be talking like actual demons. I say you got it, bro. <laughs> Start walking. Like, like the goal should be like work so hard every day that the days you don't want to work hard it's autonomous to just you put yourself just to do it anyway. Mm. I heard this quote by Amy Johnson. The real level of commitment and staying committed to what you said you would do long after the move that you set it is left. 
long after the boom that you said it ends left because like I can make a goal right now when I'm motivated when I feel like I'm emotionally attached to the results that I want like I want to I want to be big you know what I mean like I'll <laughs> I want to be not a bodybuilder but I want to be fit I want to have muscles I want to be able to look like I'm able to defend the things that you know I own the people that I love I want to be able to look that way and mm -hmm. give off that notion and so that's the journey that I'm on. But if I stay too emotionally attached to those results, mm -hmm. I'm going to do whatever, however, mm -hmm. you know, to get there. Take steroids, ruin my health, mm -hmm. ruin uh, my future. Mm -hmm. But if I stay committed to this journey, that means so much more than the destination. You know, I'm going I'm going to reap the fruits. I'm going to reap what I'm sowing right now and I'm going to see the fruits. It's just going to take some time. And through that journey, through that process, I'm going to learn so much about myself and why this destination that I'm going towards is worth the journey right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's something I think we really need to work on in terms of like not being emotionally attached to results, not being emotionally attached to what we yeah. want to achieve, what we want, where we want to go. Yeah. I'm biggest advice. I don't know. Um, just like shortcuts. I mean, obviously, shortcuts gonna get you somewhere faster. But what I learned is fast, fast progress brings slow problems. Mm -hmm. So fast progress builds ego. Yeah. Slow progress builds character. Exactly. So getting somewhere fast is always gonna be better than getting somewhere by taking your time. Mm -hmm. You got somewhere like like I said, fast money. You get money fast, slow problems come after. Sometimes, yeah, like people are only time to me stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, I'm true. They're making that quick cash. Yeah. Like, when they get older, the kids is gonna be like, damn, be single mother, single father. It's not even that. <laughs> they kids gonna be like, damn. <laughs> the whole generation gonna be like, damn. It's just, it's just, it's just nasty. You feel me? Yeah. All right. People going like scam. People scam that stuff. That's it's, it's quick money now. It is. But once they find you, man, they gonna find you. You get complacent. Like, okay, I did this already, you, you know, five years go by, you're not doing it no more. And you're like, oh, so I'm all good. You have you have 50, and you're not probably not financially best right now. And they tell us, oh, yeah, um, we got you. You got you got mail, and they tell us, yeah, we, we know you got to pay you back this. You need about 40 bands from you by this time. And now you slow problems. Yeah, we got you. <laughs> I'm a big believer in whatever you like. The reason, like, even though it was all around everybody, everybody was tempted to do it, you know, people on benefit, all that stuff. The reason I didn't do it is because I didn't care. Like, even though I had that short-term money, I always knew that one day it would circle back around. It hit me somewhere. I had to, like, pay for it back. Mm -hmm. So I never, like, participated in things like that nature because I'm a big believer in that whatever you just, if you take some, you you want know, to give. Pause. Pause, yeah. Next pause. So having that mindset, like, that karma, it's a full circle. Whatever you give out somebody, you want to, It'll come right, right back to you. Pause, but uh, that's it's like what we what we preach since we've been in kindergarten, since mm -hmm. we've been little. What goes around comes around, mm -hmm. and what you put out into this universe, the energy you put out, you're gonna receive. That's why when people do me wrong, when people uh disturb my peace or you know attack my character, I don't even try to get them back. You know, I don't. I don't have time for that because that's disturbing my peace. That's only doing, you know, me an injustice. So <laughs> what I'm going to do, I'm going to chase God because God's going to get back 10 times harder than me. 
Sometimes, man. Sometimes. I'm, <laughs> I ain't gonna let that slide. <laughs> Sometimes. Like, you can't for take some things. For some things. You can't take this respect. You gotta hit him with a little elbow. I'm not I feel elbow. like I'm hitting him with everything I got. Like, you know, I feel like, yeah, not leaving a problem alone. That's always the, 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 um, the trick thing to do is just leave it alone. Less. Some things you can't like, leave it alone. Even most, most things, honestly, to be honest. You can't just leave them alone. Because you can, you can leave everything alone. The thing is, we have pride. For me, I feel like some things, like, I'm like, this, I, I got to get back on this. It's just, it, it's just, I don't have to, but my heart wants to. So <laughs> I'm a peaceful person. Most things, I'm a less odd. But just some yeah. things. But it comes to the point where, like, if I keep letting you do this, then you going to keep yeah, it's like, So yeah, I it's have to let you know that this ain't okay. Like it when you got a basketball in your hands and somebody keep reaching, you know yeah. you don't hit him with an elbow. You don't oh, let him. Know, I ain't gonna hit him with an elbow. Are you gonna bring the elbow? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, You know that's not okay. Let him know the reaching is is not cool. You know, I can have a question. What's your These It's not a question. No, I was saying statement. What? Which one would you choose? Love or loyalty? Mm. Loyalty. I heard this question the other day. I, I, I heard this question, but then someone like Was this, it 21 Savage? I heard it by him. Yeah. He I mean, is. I heard the question, but then I talked to somebody and they, and they like, gave me a perspective. Hmm. I don't know. 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 Because you can do love, too, because if somebody really loves you, they're going to be loyal to you. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like love entails loyalty, but not all loyalty entails love. But these like, if you love me, you're going to be loyal to me. These hoes can't love you, though. That's the thing. That's all going on. But loyalty, like, I feel like loyalty is more short, short term. Like, how long are you going to be loyal to me? But love, love, if we're talking, you know, the love that God shows us, true love, the true definition of love, yeah. love lasts long term. Because you can be loyal mm -hmm. to, like, if I have a boss, if I have someone I'm under, I'm loyal to them. I have no love for them. I respect them, mm -hmm. obviously. I have no love mm -hmm. towards them. But look at how my boss views me. He doesn't love me. Like, all he does is give me a paycheck, you know, every other week. Mm -hmm. That's no, like, there's no relationship there. If I love somebody, there's a relationship. Like, I'm not only giving, I'm receiving. You know what I mean? I think, I mean, I had something. Before, like I talked to the person, I saw love as you can love somebody, but then still get stabbed in the back. Right. Don't uh, still hurt you when be in love. So in my mindset, I always said loyalty because loyalty, you 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 know what to expect. But when I had the conversation, it, it changed my mind because it was saying, if if you look at the true aspect of what love is, love is only one of good intentions for that person. Mm -hmm. you don't, and you might hurt that person sometimes. It's not going to be intentional. Right. It might be something you did, but it wasn't intentional. You don't want to intentionally hurt that person. Mm -hmm. So you think about how love in that aspect of having good intentions always and not trying to hurt that person, it's a different, it's different. And then they told me that like you think about loyalty in that way, is loyalty is like having someone just be a servant. Like they're there for a reason. They're not really enjoying what they do, they're just exactly. there because they're there and they, they're there like they have a prize. Yeah, like you have like a they do you do something for them that they need. Mm -hmm. So it's not really um a connection there. Literally, like, once you remove um, what you're providing for them from the equation, mm -hmm. they'll leave. Exactly. They'll leave with no remorse, with, you know, no no regrets. They'll just leave because what you were providing for them, I, they realize 
they either no longer need or you're not providing it for them anymore. So they out. Or somebody provides something better. Mm -hmm. That's true, too. Deuces. She goes go to somebody who can provide it better. Exactly. Not provide it better, just can provide more. Provide more. More. Yeah. more. Not even better, just more. Which I feel like this is gener it's a, our generation is our biggest problem that we think. We want more. Yeah, we think the, the, grass, we think the grass is greener. Yeah. That's such a lot. That's such a lot. They always look at the next thing thinking something better, but it's really it's the same thing. Everybody chase chase that um that feeling they have at the beginning of the relationship that honeymoon. Everybody chase for that. And then when that's over, I'm going to a different side of the grass green. It might be worse. It might be fake grass. It might be real. <laughs> so we continue to do that, and it's just a cycle, a cycle, a cycle. And I find our generation is not getting anywhere when it comes to building a relationship just because of that. Yeah. It's, it's because of what society bestows upon a certain demographic to make it better. Mm -hmm. I'll say about standards, for example. Mm -hmm. It is okay for women to want, let's say, a six foot four celebrity that makes over six figures, right? Mm -hmm. That's completely acceptable. And as soon a guy says, I just want a peaceful woman, I might cook sometimes, be fit, and that's it. All hell on earth and breakers. So it comes to the point where a lot of women can decide what they want, what can happen, what, what, what should happen. But when men voice their opinion, it's, it's a no-no. shouldn't do it. It's just stand right there, show no emotions, and do what I say. Do, do what I say. Yeah, do what I say. <laughs> <laughs> but even with that, I feel like that's like a big social media thing because I feel like women see like they look on social media and then they follow ten guys that are all successful and they think, oh, all these men, it's a whole bunch of successful men. And when I was standing, they want like a guy sit something, yeah, make a certain amount of money, got this and that. They don't understand that's a small demographic. Especially really? if they want to stay in, in, in one country, you know, six foot black dude, that's what less than what like 10, 15 percent of the world. I'm like, you you have to understand that a lot of things you see on social media is, is an exception to the world. Mm. A lot of dudes, average, like the average salary is like 50, 60K, I think now. And then, you know, most of the five, five, eight average height. So you expecting these high things. You think there's a lot of these people, a lot of these men out here. But at the end of the day, you might not get what you want. Sometimes you got to get. Lawyers think that it might be a better opportunity for you. But a lot of people, they, their values are just wrong. They don't have good. They don't have good moral values at all. People are just horrible. They don't have good moral values. So they, they they want more money than actually having a good relationship, or they want more fame or anything else. And everything's sexualized. Yeah. Everything's sexualized. Everything's sexualized. Everything. Every everything is just sex. Literally everything. It's like it's, it's sad. Yeah. Every everybody's not really mature enough to to turn that down. I joke, bro. Most of the time, I joke. Most of the time, don't give me. Most of the time, most of the time, most of the time. I'm a freaky nigga. Most of the time, but I said you got you got 15 year olds, 14 year olds just posting posting shit on TikTok. You see niggas in comments like, yeah. You see some shit. Like, it, it could be a nice little joke, but you still sex. That's still sexualizing the thing. You know what I mean? And social media done a great job of that. As Pop was saying earlier. Like it's it's really the root of a lot of our generation's mm -hmm. problems because we see a lot of this stuff and we think it's it should be normalized or we we think is is right. You know, we see like you said, a lot of these underage people, not just not just girls, a lot of underage people doing things, yeah. you know, they're not supposed to be doing, especially on camera for the world to see that could ruin their future. 
And when you influence the younger generation with that, you know, you're just creating an endless cycle of this root problem. That's what I'm saying. A lot of people don't have good morals. They don't have good values. I would say, when you set your standards, ask yourself, why do you have this standard? Mm. Just don't set it because it's society. Yeah, sure. don't don't. Just because you think you want to. We have, if you say, I want a guy that's six five, ask yourself why. And you and and you're five foot three, five foot four. <laughs> yeah, but like. Realistically, ask yourself, what is six or five? Because most of the time, when these girls want a uh, a taller guy, it's because they're insecure about their height. It's because they're insecure about their height. because or because it just look more dominant to them. You know, yeah, they like to say understandable. But come on, six five, you like five seven. Yeah. Let's let, let's be real. How can you even fuck at that point? What? Let's be real. Let's be real. That 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 has to be difficult as shit. That has to be difficult as shit. Like, I'll be real. That's has to be difficult as shit. Maybe you just come from sexual. Oh, my fault. My fault. I'm just saying, I'm going to put it to a nigga. I'm going to put it to a nigga. But it just, regardless of sex, bro, let's think. Let's use our minds. Nigga, greed is a sin. One of seven deadly sins. And that, I think that's what's happening in the world right now. Mm. We try to build this fantasy. We're really envious. We try to build. We try to build a fantasy because we don't want to live in reality. Mm. We don't. We don't like it. We don't accept it. Mm. Longer like you accept reality, better your life. Mm-hmm. Another thing we'll touch on just the women. Holes. No, 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 no. The women. Like, I'm trying to stay like. You may live in a patriarchy. Men are are the leaders, and you know they in certain places. But I want you to understand, I have social power, mm. and like the, in the way men operate. Like the reason a lot of a lot of men are like you know deadbeats, bums, things of these nature is because women make it too easy to acquire them. Mm. Like in the earlier years, like you know back then, grandparents to like get a woman, keep a woman, you have to be a really hard worker. You have to be working hours, bring it back the pay feel family, have to feed the family, do your job. I feel like a lot of women they make it easy for men to just like get that access to them. And they don't they don't realize a lot of things that men do is for women. Everything mm-hmm. they, they, they think it's a pig charging. Literally everything that men do, going out in the gutters, digging up all that heavy shit, they do it for their wives for women to live peacefully. Nigga, this this what I want That's true. And here's how my my um my mom told me she said Women have the power. So whatever women require of a man, a man is going to do. So right now, think about our generation. Like, women don't require that much for a man just to have like sexual access and everything. They don't, you know, they think you bond or something, they're going to just forward. Mm-hmm. Men do any work. So a lot of men, I think they're like not entitled, but they think it's easy. So don't, they don't do the work anymore. Mm-hmm. You go back then, like years, 50 years, 60 years back. To get that to that part, you have to do a lot of work before even with your marriage, you have to um, show that, prove yourself. Prove that you was a hard worker. Prove that you was able to be provider. Prove that you was a leader. You have to get to those steps. You have to build that foundation first before you even get to that part. But now we're skipping a lot of steps. So now the dynamic is not it's not working. Mm-hmm. So and I was like, I think women need to be, I understand women are selective creatures, but they need to add, like, ask more from the man. How do these men start working hard? We have a generation of a lot of weak men. That's one of the reasons because everything is too easy for them to acquire. Yeah, and the thing is, everybody's trying to make 
No, I do believe in gender roles. That's important. Gender roles. And but in a relationship, not everything's supposed to be a gender role specific. Mm-hmm. It's it's just stupid. Oh, the man has to do that. Right. Oh, but he a man, he gotta do that. Right. He is your partner. Y'all you together. do it or he do it. It don't it don't matter. Y'all. It just it just don't matter. It's it, it's it, if you really like somebody, you won't have a you will probably have a gender role that you like, but you not everything will be a fucking gender role. The only gender role I see in a relationship, the man protects. Would die for her? That's fucking it, really. I can clean for myself. I can cook for myself. You mm-hmm. know, that's any that's that's a basic adult necessity to do. So all these uh, all this other extra red pill or blue pill <laughs> feminist shit, yeah, it's just stupid. It's retarded. Really you like need that. to get checked out at a mental hospital. Oh, yeah. Wow. When it comes to general, I think like men and women are inherently better at different aspects than they are, you know. Opposite meaning. Yes. But I, that's and that's the thing. But like when it comes to like physical things, outside things that both people can do, it's whoever better at the task can just be the task. Exactly. It's, never, it's never like or whoever's you have to do it. Whoever yeah. better at and listen, listen, women, don't contradict yourself. When you say you want a man to leave, but then say you don't like being told what to do, mm-hmm. the dumbest shit. It's dumb. Please, it's dumb. Pray to pray more to become smart. I promise you, because that's that's just that's just dumb. He can't lead if you don't listen. He can be the greatest leader that she'll never know, but she'll listen to him. You don't listen, or you don't want to listen. And I feel like don't and like when you, when you want to see like a leader, they feel to him. Do they feel as control? It's not a leader is like meant to control and not even control, meant to influence. Right. Yeah. So, but I don't think you should always. Influence with your words as much, but yeah. more influence with your actions. Yeah. But because, more the energy you put around. Exactly. Because I feel like, and with that influence, when you're, if a man asks you to do something, mm-hmm. don't see it as, oh, you're trying to tell me what to do this or this. Like, ask yourself why he's asking you to do this. And then hear out, hear out his reasoning so you can understand. Y'all can, y'all can talk about it on a basis or see, you know, find a middle line or something if you don't agree. But sometimes if a man has a problem with something, he might have a valid reason on why. He might have. A whole a whole book will tell you why we shouldn't do this. But I feel like forget women also have pride. Right. So yeah. they're probably based on oh, I don't want nobody telling me what to do. So they're probably getting in the way of something good because a man actually giving them something. And they go out and what the man thought was gonna happen happens. But the same thing, the same thing that you told me. When they say they don't like being told to do bullshit because they got a boss, they just, you know, it's the law. Mm-hmm. You know, they only say that because there's no consequences after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if she don't listen to you, that's that. You I leave. Mean, that's the consequence. You leave. To 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 give basis on when he's talking about. I said, I said that a man, if you have a a wife and she listens to that, she don't listen to you. She tell what to do. She says, I don't listen to you. But in work, she listens to everybody in the world. She goes to work, listens to her boss, her friend. She goes to her work. She she does what her friend asks her to do. Um, if a sister or brother or something, she does what they ask her to do. But the person that she posted like. Her other half that she's married to is have has a duty to if she if he asks something that's not being done. So my thing is you can't go and do things for everybody else for monetary value, different resource value, but not have that emotional and that duty towards that other person. Mm-hmm. So think about it, if you go to work, if you go to work every day and you're getting paid for monetary value, is that monetary value worth more than that person you're with right now? Mm. Put it in that perspective. You gotta understand, man sub- subconsciously. Listens or do what a woman wants. Really, if you really think about it. So when a man say, "Oh, I want my woman to submit," it's not a, it's not really a big deal. 
Because the man is already submitting subconsciously because all the things he's doing already. If you literally, you know, be nice to the nigga, you know, support. You can you 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 can ask that nigga anything in the world. Build build me the pyramids again. He'll do it. No problem. I think so. It's not hard, but people are just lazy. Yeah, but for me, I think there's a fine line between like trying to, like, I don't think there's anything anything wrong with specifically telling a woman what to do, like leading her along that path. You talk about you talking to a point that it can get control. No, I'm talking about to a point where you're trying to fix a woman, where you're trying to shape her into a person she's not or she won't. Look, change is inevitable. Mm-hmm. If your partner can't accept change, or you don't like some of your partner and she's not willing to change it, leave. Yeah, it's not. It's not. I think you should both bring the best out of each yeah. other. Like you should yeah. be willing to change for her. She should she be willing to change. Yeah, but it depends on what type of change. Now, if it's yeah. your personality, definitely. That's kind of that's like you should. You know, you know, it's important much. Well, if it's like something that's reasonable, mm-hmm. yeah, you should, you should be able to change. Right. And that's that's natural. If you don't want to change, then what's the point of being together? Mm-hmm. It, it, it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. I think people. A lot of women feel privileged. Like, like that's, 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 yeah, that's how society do it. They, they make women feel privileged, which nobody's privileged. You're not special. Nobody's special. Well, really, there is privilege. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, they're not. How about this? Nobody in reality has privilege. Society placed that on. That's a, that's a human made concept, really. But in reality, in, in reality, most women are privileged. They just got a nice face, nice body, really. I'm not trying to sound mean, but that's that's really it. They have pretty, pretty privilege. That's mm-hmm. bad. Now let's say let's let's say if um say if a nasty, this ugly may sound fucked up. But let's say she 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 says some just some dumb shit. A lot of people wouldn't care because she's not because she's not attractive. Mm-hmm. Okay. So nobody would bat would bat an eye. You but think that's right? right? It's not right, but that's just, how, that's, that's just how life is. You see, how, you know, Mario Mills just said, "Zion, um, let's be real." Let me tell you something. You post me, and then man, don't be afraid to approach me. Like some people don't. Don't be afraid to approach women. Don't be afraid to approach the women. Don't be afraid to approach women. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Like you know, it's don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. But if your gut feeling telling you that she got a nigga. Trust that good feeling. No. Yes. No. Yes. They, because here's the thing: a lot of niggas gonna they, they think you got a nigga because she look she cute or something. That's not. That's not a bad. I think that's reasonable that, to think. Either, reasonable so every time you see him, like, oh, she got a girl. He got a nigga. She cute. Shit, most likely, nigga. Listen, it listen, was those mouths don't get fed. No, 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 no. Look, it was this, it was perfect girl at work. Perfect. I ain't seen no ring or anything. I asked her. I'm like. You see, it's like you with somebody married. She said, "Yeah, I'm a fiance." Oh shit! You feel me? I I was hurt, but good thing I asked. No, I would have hit on. I, I probably would have embarrassed myself. Could have probably would have cussed me off under my job and everything. So that's why my gut feeling was already telling me that she, damn, she might. You know, you still ask, ain't you? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I'm never afraid. What if like you got a you see a girl and you got this gut feeling like not that she gotta gotta do, but that it just ain't right, like it's not gonna work out. You think you should still walk up? 
Yeah. You never know what happens in the future. I mean, it depends on what you want. Do you want a relationship or you just want to bust a dude in a relationship? Everybody's different. I'm telling you, everybody's different. Some people just want to bust a dude in a Some people just want a relationship. <laughs> 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 well, I wanted to what you ask the woman with? I'm a very romantic person, so I would love to get to know the, the gal and, you know, get to, get to know her better. Get to, get to, yeah, that's why I wrap it up. Yeah, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Again, these my boys, Tupac and uh, Jay. We yeah. just chopped it up for a few minutes on here. If y'all got anything else y'all want to say. We're going to drop um, another banger. Please check it out. Jay Smooth on all Spotify, all music playlists. Um, you can check out Don't Miss too. You feel me? Check it out, please. You know, my my my, my TikTok underscore Jay Smooth 101. We'll start posting nice content. I'm going to do a reaction video. I won't love it. Please. Everything is all jokes making people laugh and making spread of positivity. That's Same. it for me. Same thing. Yeah. Stay up. I'm not going to plug on my social media because I'm going to follow me because I don't know y'all. But keep your, keep your mind straight. Keep your heart full. Keep your eyes focused. Keep your hands moving. Mm. Get off the head. He missed that. Get off the head. No, 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 no. Keep, your, keep your hands moving. Keep your hands moving. What do you mean by that? Bro? <laughs> keep your hands moving. You want to know what, when you say keep your hands moving, what automatic popped up in my mind? I don't. I don't. I don't want to hear your hands. I'm just saying. Well, what, what want to hear your hands? I can't say it a lot. I'm not going to say the specifics, but you know, hand movement. You know, yeah, everything sexualized. I didn't say it was sexual. <laughs> <laughs> <You're not laughs> <a call, man. laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. New episode coming next Friday.